Welcome to episode three of the e-commerce mindset podcast. I uh, had a really nice chat with uh, Doug Levine uh, on this podcast. Doug started out uh, as an Amazon seller doing arbitrage and then getting into uh, private label, but then quickly realized he needed to build his own audience to get more control. And he did that using chatbots. We talk about chatbots. We talk about how uh, how much mindset uh, is important in business and in life, um, and how he built his brand using audiences um, and chatbots, and how he builds future products uh, as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, and this is sponsored by Incrementum Digital, our Amazon sponsored ads uh, management company. You can reach me at Liron at Incrementum Digital to find out more about having us manage your sponsored ads and grow your business on Amazon. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so on today's podcast, we have Doug Levine. Uh, Doug was a professional drummer living in Chicago for about 10 years before he started to sell on Amazon in his spare time in 2014. Uh, He's done everything from arbitrage to wholesale to private label and eventually got enough money coming in that his wife could work full-time for his company. Uh, In preparation for the launch of his first brand, Douglas started to become obsessed with chatbots, building up a messenger list. Uh, He did that to over 20,000 subscribers, which led to over 20,000 in in monthly sales within the first three months of a new product. Uh, It also helped him to start build his brand away from Amazon. And Douglas currently lives in Illinois suburbs with his wife and two Stepson. So thank you so much, Doug, for uh, coming on. You're actually uh, the first guest on this new podcast, E-Commerce Mindset, which is also very fitting because we also have like a lot of these conversations on Facebook around mindset. So thank you for coming on the show. Oh, oh, thank you so much for having me. I I feel honored. I'm like such a big fan of you. So it's it's great to be here. (laughs) Thanks. And likewise. Um, and yeah, we know each other for probably at least a few years through, uh, through, you know, the Amazon community, through workshops, through trainings, through, you know, uh, through like just the Amazon FBA and a Facebook community. We got a chance to meet, uh, last year, um, Andy, uh, Andy Slammons and I did a, a workshop in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which you came to, and it was, uh, it was kind of cool to meet face to face. So, um, yeah, let's kind of talk about a little bit about your, your journey. So, um, you started selling on Amazon, uh, 2014, and then how did you sort of get into private label and, um, you know, realizing like, Hey, I need to kind of build, build an audience outside of Amazon. Yep. Um, so when I started in 2014, uh, I was obsessed with like the miles and points world. Um, so I, mm-hmm. and I had like no money because um, mm-hmm. I was a, uh, basically a broke drummer. So, mm-hmm. um, so from there, I, I kind of got into the arbitrage world, which I, it seems like everybody who gets into Amazon seems to start with something like that. Yep. Um, so I ended up kind of doing that stuff for a little while, realized I hated going into Walmart like every day, going to 10, to 10 of them. So um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to figure out a, a different way to do it. And um at that point, like I was also a little worried in terms of like IP claims and fear of suspension and everything that goes on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So from there, I kind of started doing wholesale a little bit, thinking like, all right, well, it's not obviously the great ROI that arbitrage might be, but from there, it's like, all right, well, it's safer and it's more consistent. Um, so I tried to do that for for a while, and and, and it was it was successful. It did it did a good job. Um, however, even with that, um, I I had to deal with um, uh, shipments from Amazon, like a twenty thousand dollars shipment where it was cracked and I was kind of left holding the bag for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also woke up to 10 use sold as new complaints on my account, mm-hmm. even like with wholesale accounts. Um, so I was getting like really like stressed about it, irritated, like, and I was like, all right, well, I want to do something else um, that like, I don't want to deal with all of that. And obviously I, I, I had um, learned some stuff from, from your course and from Andy's course in terms mm-hmm. of the ideas behind private labor. And, um, from there, it, it just kind of transitioned a little bit. I was like, all right, well, uh, like I was talking to my wife about something and, uh, she was looking for something and it didn't really work. Like there was nothing out there mm-hmm. that was really what she wanted. And mm-hmm. at that point, like we had, had obviously had some success with wholesale and, and before that arbitrage. So I was like, all right, well, um, I mean, I've, I've learned stuff from Liron and Andy. Um, I know kind of what to do at least like from a theoretical standpoint, um, all right, well, what you want is not out there. So let's make one, let's figure it out. Um, so from there, I just kind of started to get obsessed with like the private label side of it and kind of like, all right, what's going to go on with that and dealing with samples and all of those other aspects that you deal with uh, when you're trying to launch a private label brand. Got it. So it's kind of interesting, right? Because sometimes, you know, the best ideas come out, come out of your own, challenges your own necessities and this wasn't like hey let me you know reverse engineer opportunity this product um it actually came from a totally different standpoint and sounds like that worked oh oh yeah it 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 did a great job like uh i was very surprised honestly like uh i've heard all of these like like anytime you're you're in a facebook group like I'm like you, I'm in 5 million Amazon Facebook group mm-hmm. and you always hear about, Oh, your, your product is a failure or, or did you have a successful launch? And what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think part of it was also the fact that like my wife was basically our ideal customer. Right. So, so we, we got obsessed about it and we really knew exactly like what they're looking for. And there was a gap in that market that we were trying to fill. Um, so I think that helped a lot in terms of the success aspects of it um, that I, I think a lot of people don't really like, like I, I would say, I, I don't know everybody, everybody's story, but um, if you're kind of going with that kind of me too pro, um, aspect mm-hmm. of it, we're like, all right, let's just get, get something that goes uh, and let's try it. I mean, it can work, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of people that have success with it, but for, mm-hmm. for me and the way we're trying to do it, I, I wanted to become obsessed with yep. that niche and really, figure out what can serve them and, and kind of go from there. And I, I think at least in our, in our um, uh, brand, that's what led to a lot of our success. Makes, makes sense. And, you know, the other thing that sounds like that, one of the things that you mentioned that I think a lot of people don't do is they don't think of who is their exact target avatar of a customer, right? A lot of people, you know, I think when you go about sourcing a product or finding an audience or even from creating the listing, like you should be writing that listing to one person, right? To a, you know, 37 year old 
mom who's got three kids who's busy right or to a you know 65 year old retired you know grandfather right like you're gonna you really should be like who who am i selling to because if you're selling to everybody you're selling to nobody right and um i would i you know if i had to guess i would say having your wife as like the target avatar is like okay this is the person that this is the audience this is the kind of person we're trying to sell this product to and you know even though maybe that happened on purpose or by accident that makes a difference right in terms of like appealing to a to a to somebody at least that in your head is like a real person as opposed to just like i'm going to create this product for anybody oh yeah yeah definitely i mean um uh and, and it's also had like a great effect like as we were trying to um, get away from Amazon too. I mean, it's the idea of like, like you've talked before about like the idea of, of building a real brand. And mm-hmm. um, if you want to have that real brand, and this is what I found in terms of like, I so honestly, some of it, I, I'm sure I got lucky, but um, uh, it was also the fact that like to build a real brand, you, you it, it gets back to the idea of the ideal customer and, and knowing everything about them. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's where like, anytime I'm doing anything, like, that has to do with the with the, with either coming up with a new product or or the brand itself. I'm going to spend time like obsessing about who my ideal customer is, and like like you were saying before about about those demographics about them. But like it, obviously, like Russell talks about it in terms of like the ClickFunnels community and things, where mm-hmm. where the idea is like you want to go as deep as you can in terms of understanding basically like their why and and like like so why are they why do they want this whatever it is. Like, what is the problem that you're trying to solve and what is it going to do for that customer? And, and when you think about it from the customer's perspective, it makes it a lot easier when you're trying to figure out, like, obviously products that are going to help work for them, um, how you're going to talk to them, um, like everything that goes into, like, the customer journey. Um, so like I, I've heard this saying, like, you want to become an insider. I, th- I think I've heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and that's where a lot of that com- will come into play. Like, if you're actually doing that research on like your ideal customer, then now you're going to get everything, like all you need to really be able to talk to them and in their language and, and, and figure out what their hopes and fears are. And and from there, it's obviously not too complicated. You're just giving one, giving them what they want and solving their problem. So at least that's the way I've looked at it. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so when was this that you launched? Like, how long ago was this where you, you you launched this product and went went through this process on Amazon? Yeah, I think it was the beginning of when it actually launched was beginning of 2019. Um, so nice. yeah, and and I, I will say with that one, it was um, uh, didn't go so great in terms of the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the process. Like, um, uh, obviously, I I'd been through it like like your course and going going through the mm-hmm. aspect of it but um when i was like going through the samples we, we were t- to the point that everything was good to go and we thought we were going to be ready and then of course there was like this one part of the of the product that just wasn't working and mm-hmm. and it was the idea that well we want it to be a a, a premium quality product like because we don't want it to be just like competing on price and just the cheapest thing around um so and and it was it was honestly i, I would say a lot of credit goes to my wife in terms of like the idea of well, we want to make sure it's going to be as good as it can, and and from there it it delayed things a lot longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, and w- would you say there was an aspect there um, of being patient? 
through through the process like like we're not going to launch until we until we kind of get this closer to where we think it should be yeah yeah definitely i i I think I'm all very much admit I'm an impatient person. <laughs> like if you mm-hmm. ask my wife, I am. <laughs> I am also. I, I, I am also, and you know, I've learned. You know, I've learned to try to have more more patience. But I, I'm also. I would be like, hey, let's just launch a product and we can fix it right. later or whatever. But, um, but maybe that's not what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's there's pluses to each side, right? I mean, obviously, the way you're talking about it, you're going to be able to to launch stuff and get data a lot a lot quicker and you kind of make changes based off of that which is obviously a great way to do it too um i I think it was for us it was like the first product and i was obviously nervous and Mm -hmm. for for us we were putting a lot of capital into into it Mm -hmm. so i wanted to try and mitigate as much risk as i could and and figure out like what is going to be best for the customer uh Mm -hmm. because there was parts of it that's like i just want to go i like i have an idea of how i want to launch this product and let's go but but she was good in terms of like like you want it to be as good for them as you can and and don't don't kind of cut corners if, if you can. I mean, if, if there's something you, you – there's always going to be things that come up whenever you're going to either launch a product or deal with anything um, with your business. But if there's certain things that you recognize ahead of time, then why are you going to put yourself in a worse position like knowingly? Like take the time and just do it right. Um, so – that's the part where she was great with that. And, and I tried to learn patience as the best I could. And uh, obviously it ended up helping out like for us as well. Cause it, it, it had the, the benefit, like looking back where it allowed me to have time to, to figure out a little bit better what my strategy was going to be. Mm-hmm. And also become more obsessed on the chatbot side of it, of like how, like to build up the list ahead of the launch so yeah. that, that helped a lot when we, when we actually were ready to go. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that you, that you said that, you know, I think they're like, I think a lot of good nuggets here that people can extract, like you, a couple of things in, in what you said kind of um, stick out glaringly to me. Number one, you said you really, you wanted it to be good for the customer. Like you were, you know, more concerned about like you were, you know, you're launching this product, you put a bunch of money into it. You want it to be great for the customer, right? It's not really about you so much anymore, right? It's about like adding value, putting something out there, especially if you're dealing with something that, you know, is a need that's not out there so much. If it's kind of a flop, then, you know, you 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 lose traction. So I think that's a key thing to to bring up. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that, that you said, which is like, uh, first, you know, you said something like, you know, I got lucky. And yeah, I think there's, I think sometimes timing and, and luck, there's an element of that, but it's mostly like uh, the fact that, you know, you take action and you go with something and you have faith and you put, you know, you put money and you don't know what's going to happen. You do it anyway and all that. And that's kind of like sometimes how you get lucky. You won't just get lucky by sitting at home, um, number one. And then the, the other thing you said as well that I thought was, um, you know, kind of powerful was like you were ready to launch the product and then it didn't, you know, everything was working except one thing. And I think you're, it's just, you know, you're never going to get to a point, I think in life and in business where you don't have challenges. Um, you know, I'm listening to, I think I, um, uh, I think you posted uh, about, you know, reading the next book and I'm listening to 50 Cent has a new book or Curtis Jackson uh, as, as his real name is, has a new book uh, and it's called hustle harder, hustle smarter. And he said like, 
you know, he says in the book, there's no peak. There's no place you get to where it's like you don't have any more challenges or you just sit back. Like, you know, what you, what you, you accomplish something and you're on to the next thing. And then you know, there's a challenge along the way or, you know, like there's just challenges that are going to come up. And I think also knowing that, that that's going to, especially in business, especially being an entrepreneur, um, you know, I'll, um, I opened a new uh, I opened a new bank account this week. I had to open a new bank account. Um, we actually were rebranding our, our Amazon ads agency and, and changing the name and calling it Incrementum Digital. So I had to go had to go on Monday. I went to the bank to open an account. So first I get to the bank and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, we're in New York and um, they're like, look, we can't open it right now. We're not sitting with anyone at the desk. If, if you're listening to this sometime in the future, this is during social distancing and, and COVID time. So they said to me, look, we're only opening one account at a time, like behind a window. You can come back in on Friday. Um, and meanwhile, like I needed the account. I had Stripe that's supposed to move money and like I needed that account open. So I made the appointment for Friday. I came back home and I said, okay, I'm going to just like, maybe I could just open this account online. I went online, I opened the account. And then I wake up Thursday and there's already money in there and money moving. And I get a message. I wake up Thursday morning. Uh, at 6.30, I see, like, your account's been, been closed, you know, uh, please call us, right? And I just kind of, like, um, and you can't call, they don't, Chase doesn't open until 9 a.m. And so instead, like, normally, I think I might have just been stressed until 9 a.m., but I kind of knew, like, hey, you know what, I'm going to solve this, just a bank account, you know, if not, I'll open, so- I'll open something somewhere else or whatever, like, I'll, I'll figure this out. Uh, and I called at nine and they just had to go through like it was like an hour like verification process with me asking me a bunch of security questions or whatever. And then the account was back, uh, back and active. And I was like, man, I could have sat there for three hours feeling stressed and worried about like what's going to be with this bank account. And I know it probably doesn't sound like a big deal. It's only a bank account, but I could have been stressed about it. And I just knew that I'll figure it out. And I think in business and, you know, some of what you said, it's like you just need to have the confidence, need to have the first the, the knowledge that the challenges are going to come and then you need to have the competence, which hopefully gives you the confidence to know that you're going to figure it out. Um, and sounds like, you know, bringing it kind of back to, to you, sounds like you had challenges along the way, um, but you didn't stop. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there's, there's always going to be challenges. I mean um, that kind of gets back to the idea, like uh, obviously we've talked a little bit about mindset um, in the past yep. and, and it's something that I've kind of become obsessed with lately as well. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it, like the more you kind of get into some of this in terms of like the business world, it's the more you kind of realize that mindset is pretty much the game. Um, right. Like um, I, I know, like if I was looking back, like to some of the times I'm not happy with in terms of how I, like how my life was um, mm-hmm. like uh, like I posted about like uh, my divorce from like nine years ago. Um, and I had people like, like talking to me about that and like, like, like other aspects were like, like I, I was not having good, good, uh, like a good, I was not in a good place in my business and I would like not really work the way I should be. And I would like spend my days like curled up in a ball, just trying to like, like stressed about stressed out about mm-hmm. how, where my business was going. And if I look back at that stuff now from like, obviously a different place than I was, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of it does come back, come back to the idea of like, I, at that point I had a negative mindset. I was mm-hmm. looking at everything from a, what's going to go wrong. And this is the end of the world kind of a mentality. 
and I'm not smart and then I'm not going to figure this out and, and the world's going to end kind of a thing. And, yeah. and, and coming at, from, at it from the idea that, that with business, there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be something that does like nothing ever goes right. Like, like perfectly like, uh, and if you just kind of look at it like, well, okay, well, I guess it's not going to work. I'm done. Then it's not for you. I mean, right. And, and it's the idea that as you keep going through this, if you can learn um, from whatever is going on and like, don't claim to be the smartest guy in the room and just try to like, all right, mm -hmm. there, what can I learn from what's going on and, and how can I apply this? And like you were saying before, like take action and, and come up with a, a potential solution to this problem, then that's where you'll start to grow. And, and, and if you look at it from that perspective, just in terms of your mind as well, like you'll, at least this has been my case, like you start to see things shift. And you start to see like, mm -hmm. amazing things happen in your life like pretty quickly. Um, and obviously that was uh, kind of in terms of like getting back to the idea of our, of our, our first product. Like that's where I, I started to make that shift a little bit more and just like, all right, let, let's go. I mean, I, I, I obviously I was, I was thinking specifically in terms of like, how is this going to help people? Yes. But it was also like, like um, what can I do? And, and let, let's go to the next mm -hmm. step and, and not just kind of, Okay, well, the world's ending because it because I have to wait or anything like that. So. Right, right. Like, what actions can I take, or what is you know, what is what is the the you know solution? And and look, you know, when you look at your past, and I look at my past, and um, you know, uh, certainly not every day is easy, but you know, when I when I look at my past, I'm like, oh, now I know that now I know why that happened, right? Like, I think you know. Um, I think a lot of times like our current situation, like it like the meaning or the purpose behind it only gets revealed to us later on. Um, you know, like you went through certain things in the past. I went through a divorce. Um, I certainly made me certainly made me a better husband the second time around. Um, you know, I learned from um, it, it wasn't the right marriage. So it wasn't like I made mistakes that that could have sort of like said that it wasn't the right person for me at the end of the day but i've now been married for 10 years and like super happy and certainly certainly learned a lot along the way and and like okay i know why that that had to happen because if that wouldn't have happened i wouldn't have met my wife now right and like you kind of find find the meaning in things and probably you can find the meaning in like okay well i know I had a negative mindset and I had to go through that in order to get to where I am, to where I am now. And I think having that, that meaning and perspective is, um, is really important. And I think sometimes we need to, we need to zoom out of our, from our current point of view, you know, um, um, I, I know a person on Facebook, her husband is in, is in the hospital right now. He's been in the hospital for like a month on a ventilator with COVID. And she drew this like line, okay, of her life across a piece of paper. She posted it. And then across this line is kind of like a timeline. Um, her current today was like, she made this like giant circle, sort of like, you know, this circle of chaos. But she knows that at some point, this circle of chaos will be over and that line will continue, you know? And I, I think sometimes zooming out, whatever, whoever is listening to this, whatever challenges you might be going through either now or in the future, like knowing that you should kind of zoom up, you can zoom out from that and see that like this too shall pass. Uh, and I think really taking that perspective is is really important. So, um, and you know, this is part of the reason why I'd asked you to, to really come on. 
Um, and also why this podcast is called e-commerce mindset podcast, because I totally agree. And, and, um, a lot for me also in the last couple of years has shifted around, um, you know, improving my mindset and going through certain things to, to get better. Um, and because you are the machine that fuels your business and if the machine is optimal pace, or if the machine has a negative mindset, it's going to affect everything else that you do in your life. Um, so it's just super important. And I think like it is, it does all come down to like the game, you know, the game in your head, you know, the, the, the thoughts that you have, like, do you just let them pass by or do you let them control you? Do you, do you buy into them? Do you believe them? Or do you say, you know, no, that's just like my ego or that's just like a, a fear and I'm not letting that uh, stop me. So I think it's super important. Um, let's uh, so let's talk about that. So 2019, you launched this product, and then so 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 how did you get to like from kind of doing Amazon to figuring out? Well, before this launch, I'm going to try to build an audience around people who might like this. How did you? What did, what were the first steps you took in order to get there? Well, um, uh, like when we were obviously waiting for the product, that kind of led me have a lot more time right so um uh as i kind of did that like the ideal customer research more and more um and and obviously like i was stressed in terms of like the amazon side of it and i was also um like i didn't want like i use amazon as a channel to sell and i know that they're the 500 foot gorilla in the room and i have to yeah. and i have to use them but i didn't want them to be um, the sole reason my business existed because um, yeah. when I was having like those sleepless nights because I was worried about suspension or something along those lines and then my business just going away, I didn't want that to happen. So um, as I like the chatbots ended up becoming like a huge part of that where I was like, all right, I, I now knew who my customer was. I was able to talk to them. I mean, obviously now in terms of the way um, the rules have changed, but it, it was still a great platform to have conversations with my ideal customer. And from there, it was just about the idea of, all right, what, what can I do to have this conversation with them, get them on my list, maybe start making some sales of like, say other products that I'm wholesaling or something at the time. And from there, get mm -hmm. them prepped for the, for the product when it's ready to go. And so did you, so did you build like a Facebook page and then started running ads or like what, like, I don't know if I missed it, but like, what, what did you, how did you gather the people that you, were you running ads to like a group to have discussions there? Or like, was it all through chatbots or were you like, what were you doing to sort of like capture these, this group of people and kind of nurture yeah, them? So, um, so we had already identified like a bunch of groups, um, like my, my yeah. wife was in. Um, so, so mm -hmm. we knew who to target and um, uh, I think we did like a few different things. We did uh, was like, like giveaways. Uh, we'd work on lead magnets um, pretty much anything we could in terms of like getting that traffic from, mm -hmm. from, and it was mostly Facebook that we did it. Um, like, mm -hmm. like setting up our page, like our brand page and then getting them into the bot. And then, uh, at that point it was a little bit more lax in terms of the idea of contacting them as now. And we would, um, follow up at that point, like, okay, whether it's a giveaway or some other type of lead magnet, like we did like infographics and lists and, and guides and things like that, where, um, mm -hmm. we would kind of create that, uh, info product kind of content and then we would yep. from there get them onto our list. And then from there we would, 
um, we wouldn't be like salesy and pushy about it, but it was more like, all right, um, what kind of problems are you having? And then we would automate the process where it's like, okay, well, if you're having this type of problem, here's some content that's going to help you with this problem, right? So it gets back to the idea of like helping them solve their problem. And from there, right. you're kind of like building up a, some more trust between you and the customer. And and we would also do like soft sales every once in a while of like, hey, um, uh, if you're interested, kind of like here's this kind of thing at the very end. Um, and and as, as long as it obviously aligned with what with where they were at. Um, and, and that was a great thing, obviously, in terms of the chatbot aspect that you can kind of do like a choose your own adventure kind of game. And it's like, if this, then that, it's going to go this way. And from there, we were able to obviously like get a lot of data on, on who was on our list and what they, what they liked and, and what their, their fears were. And then once the product was ready to go, then at that point, it's just like, okay, now we have all this data we can put into use. And from there, obviously like, like it's it's not so complicated after that it's just like all right here's our product and let's go got it and then you were sending them to amazon or were you sending them to your website um at first we i I, i'll admit we kind of made a mistake um uh i wanted to be all things to all people at the time so i was like oh well i'll do it on both i'll i've got my shopify store and i'll and i'll start launching on amazon too Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out so well um it it gets back to like you want to focus on the one thing right so uh, and and they're both great platforms, but they both take a lot of your attention. So I, I was like, all right, I know Amazon. I don't it, like I don't have a, a, a built up brand yet. It's our first product. So I'm going to I know Amazon is good, is a great platform to start getting sales quickly uh, and make a name for your for your brand and your product. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go there. That's going to be how, how I start. And then after that is good to go, then I can start to um, get some people on my Shopify store. So it was probably like a, a couple of weeks where like I tried to do both and it was like, yeah, this is this is not going to go well. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be like was all things to all people and just fail miserably. So Got it. I just doubled down on Amazon and then it worked out a lot better. Got it. So so first kind of lesson is mistake to to try to send people to both Amazon and Shopify. You say focus on one thing and then in like looking back, do you think it would have been better? Like it was, it would have been better to send everyone straight to Amazon would be better to straight to send people straight to Shopify. Um, you know, which, you know, had you done it again, uh, what would you do? And then did it, did you then shift at some point from, you know, once you got it on Amazon, maybe got some reviews uh, shifted now to, to focusing more on Shopify? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, uh, yeah, if, if I was to start over um, in terms of like, like next brand or if anyone was going to try it. Yeah, definitely. I, I always recommend to people I'm talking to, like, if you have the choice, I mean, yes, Shopify is a great platform, but it also takes a lot more um, marketing money, like budget and, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of other aspects that go into it that you don't need when you're starting something on Amazon. Um, Amazon has the traffic. And mm-hmm. if you can figure out ways to obviously like build up your list a little bit, then you can, um, you can deal with the Shopify side after you've already built it up. So yeah, I definitely right. re- recommend for people if you're starting, I mean, um, Amazon, yes, there's obviously the downsides of it in terms of like, you don't own the customer and you're, you're, it's up to Amazon in terms of whatever whim they say, you have to like, kiss the ring if you do something bad, but, um, right. uh, there, there's a lot of benefits too. So if you're if you're trying to launch something and, and get a name for yourself, yeah, that's definitely where I would go in terms of starting point. And yeah, then after that, like once you have some success, I mean, at that point you've you've built up the brand, you built up your product, and now like if you if 
it's like anything else. If, if you get to the point that you have su enough success and hopefully systems in place and, and your product can be like an organically sold like and, and, and sell pretty well at that point, then uh, you can start to focus your attention obviously away from it. I mean, everyone's got their own way of doing it, but mm -hmm. um, that's the way that I found works best for me and for other people I know just in terms yep. of you focus on the one thing and then Shopify itself is a whole other animal. Right. Um, if you spend the time, obviously, like on your ideal customer, knowing your brand values, and and all of the other aspects of it, then it's not going to be so crazy. Once you focus more on Shopify, you've done a lot of the hard work at that point, and then it's um, at that uh, you can start to get a lot of the success easier and quicker um, because you you already know that stuff, and now it's just like fine tuning. Like if you're running ads or something, um, like like what am I missing that's going to build trust on my website from the customer, and and like what can I do to increase the conversion rate and and other like minutiae kind of stuff. But you already know like the high level strategy of how you're going to have people like 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 come to your store and, and hopefully buy. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like you know one of the big factors here is like you controlling the audience, right? Like if you can control the audience at some point, like, and you have a, a following, it doesn't matter all that much. Like you have the emails, you have the list, you have the, you have the bot. Um, it doesn't matter that much at that point, like where you send them, you want to send them to the place of most conversions, least resistance, maybe most profitability, whatever less friction is obviously for a lot of people, Amazon is less friction because, um, you know, they're doing, you're doing FBA, which, which you can do through Shopify too, but you know, customers trust it. They get the prime badge. You're getting their products quickly and they're mo more likely to trust it. There's already reviews there. They kind of, they kind of, they, they think they're buying sort of direct from, from Amazon. They don't exactly know so much of the difference between third party and, and Amazon, um, even though they're on your list and they're interacting with the brand. Um, there's lots of benefits, but I think the key here is the fact that you kind of owned, uh, owned the list along the way. Um, so let's fast forward to now, like, where are you now with this brand? You started in 2019. Um, where, where are you now? Are you, are you focused now on Shopify? Have you launched or are you launching new products to the same audience and continuing to expand it and, um, kind of what's, what's next? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's mostly Shopify at this point. I, I will say mm -hmm. like we've. Like the Amazon side is has been going well, but um, uh, I'll I'll fully admit I haven't really been putting that much of my attention on it lately. Yep. Like, yep. um, it's it's gotten to a point that it's doing well, and now I'm trying to focus more on what I can do to to work on other channels. Like we we ended up setting up setting up like Walmart and Google Shopping like pretty mm -hmm. recently as well. But like, yeah, it's mostly about Shopify at this point. Um, mm -hmm. in terms of like the idea, obviously, like you're gonna get more money out of it. Um, uh, it's it's your own list so you can talk to yep. however you want there's just less restrictions yep um, and your your business is more valuable right oh yeah, also oh yeah. like your, your multiple is going to be higher on building up a shopify than building up just amazon oh yeah yeah definitely um and and so so that's that's what i really love about it and and uh, i mean uh, and I'll, I'll also say like with the virus that's been happening we've actually gotten lucky in terms of um there's like amazon when they were having the issues um, since we had a Shopify store set up, we had customers that were reaching out to us, like that were normally like buying on Amazon. They were like, "Hey, there's issues." Obviously, like when when the the shipping times were like a month out, and mm -hmm. like like well, I want to get your product. Um, is there another way I can do it or something along those lines? And like, obviously, this is the great part about Shopify and having them on your list is like 
oh yeah sure like uh, and then we sent it out to them and they were happy and we basically got one of amazon's customers because they reached out to us um so it, yeah. it, it's a great benefit um but uh yeah it, it, and and then another aspect that we're doing right now is obviously like it's it's something that i wish i would have done a long time ago honestly is like setting up like facebook groups like the idea mm-hmm. of uh of having a place like obviously chatbots are great in terms of like having that conversation but there's some restrictions on it and you don't want to bug bug them all the time. Whereas like, yep. what's great about like say Facebook groups and obviously there's other ways to do it is that you have that community. You have the people mm-hmm. that you can talk to every day that you can build yourself up as the authority um, depending on, on what type of group you're doing um, and like what kind of content you're putting out there. And it just gives you a great yep. way. Like, like if, as you're launching like new products, like you now have basically like, like uh, uh, people that you can ask and like, what do you, what, what do you think of this or, or what's the next step in your journey that you're looking for? Like it, it, it helps us a lot. It's just in terms of like, mm-hmm. I think it's like the market first approach is what they say. Where like, yep. um, I'm no longer guessing about what I want my next product to be. It's going to be like, all right, well um, I can, t- I, I can ask my customer basically and like, like mm-hmm. figure out wh- what problems you're having. And then at that point it's just, well, all right. Yeah. I guess we can make something that's going to help you with your problems. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go and solve that problem. Um, And I already know. And and also, you know, I think when you're, when you're engaging your audience in that conversation, they're more tied in, right? It's like, you know, it's why Kickstarter and and, right, like these, you know, uh, crowdfunding and stuff have like this passionate audience, because like, you're involved sort of like in the process, right? You get to come in and talk about how you'd make the product better or like you, you get people engaged in the process, like which product would you want? And then when it comes out, they're more likely to buy because they've been sort of like emotionally involved in like, yeah, I want that. They've, they've already sort of raised their hand um, saying that. So from a psychological standpoint, they're already kind of somewhat committed before you even went and, and created the product. Um, so that's um, so that's awesome. So you're more focused on, on Shopify now. And so have you launched um, new products to this audience and how has that worked? Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say that there was some, obviously like, like everything else, there was issues that came up in terms of, yeah. uh, of getting our, our next products launched after like the first one, but we're uh, we've got another one kind of like we're working on two and three right now and we're getting that one ready. Um, so it's like anything else. I mean, um, yeah. I, I could have been upset that, stuff took longer in terms of like next products, but um, what am I going to do um, so I can s- still make the best of it and still move forward. And, and that's helped in terms of like, we're still able to get a lot of sales in terms of like, like the wholesale relationships that we've got as we're building it up. And now we, cause we built up that list, like we we're talking about before um, at, now we've, we've got um, people that are still buying from us along with the other, uh, like the product from our brand we're selling. So mm-hmm. it, at that point, it's not a, a big deal, and and I'm not stressing about it. Like, all right, we know the product's coming out. We know that it's going to do well. We already have people that are excited, and like like when you're talking about the Facebook group and kind of that like IKEA effect, I think is what I've heard. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, what's great about it is you got you build up the anticipation. So now, like like when products are launching, we already know that it's like obviously we, we, you don't ever know, but we, like we have a better idea now. And that that things are gonna do fine. I mean, like like it it shouldn't be a problem. We've gotten them excited about products that we're launching, so we already know how it's gonna go. And at, at that point, right. it's not a stressful experience of like like okay, I've got a forty thousand dollar 
like like purchase I got to make on on my next set of inventory, and am I screwed if this doesn't sell? Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, super super helpful, and uh, gives you a lot more confidence to have that audience that's sort of already already kind of bought in. You know, it's okay, and you you probably also have a lot of confidence that if like yeah, if something doesn't work when you put it on Amazon, you can discount it to your audience, right? Or like, there's a way for you to kind of move move that product um, and hedge your hedge your bets, which is uh, which is really important. Um, so that's awesome. So you kind of went from you know you know Amazon arbitrage to you know building your own brand, building your own audience. You have a lot more control. Um, what advice would you give you know other entrepreneurs, other newer Amazon sellers uh, starting out? Um, I would say, I mean, if you're, if you're starting off, like it, it, it comes back to the idea of mindset. Right. And, and I'll also say like, I was never, uh, really like a born entrepreneur. Like I, like, like you were saying at the beginning, I was a drummer and mm-hmm. I had no business experience at all. And, and if I can, uh, have some success at this, then anybody can is basically my thought. And, and um, how would you, I mean, would you say like, it's very different type of thinking? I mean, I would think drumming is a lot more creative kind of role um how, how do you see i mean do you see a lot of do you see you strong on the creativity side and that's why you were able to create this product or did you really need a lot more like analytical skills um i think i've, I've honestly been always somewhat analytical in terms of like like uh, i grew up like a math geek kind of a thing in terms of like uh-huh. like when i was doing like when I was learning like drums and other stuff, I actually looked at it from like the mathematical perspective. So it was a little weird. Um, so I always kind of had that kind of head a little bit, but um, I don't, I don't know if I would, obviously there's a creative aspects of it. And I, I don't necessarily think it's translated the, the best to, to say the, the business side. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I, I think what I've kind of seen a lot with business is, is you, you tend to overthink things and, you tend to think it can't be that easy. Um, and really a lot of times it is like, like, like when you're, yes, you want to have an original idea of, of what you're going to do. But um, a lot of what seems to work is like modeling, like what's already been successful and putting your own spin on it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, there, there's aspects, I think of the drum, of the drummer perspective that have helped, but I, I don't really think it, I mean, maybe it has, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think, I guess, realistically, but I, I don't think it did as much as I would have liked in terms of the creative aspects. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, and yeah, it, that part, I'm not sure, but, but um, as I kind of lost my train of thought here, but um, yeah, yeah. But, but you're, but you're saying kind of like if I was a drummer and I was able to make this work um, and I, and, you know, I kind of, I've heard this concept and I, I love, I love this concept. Like if he can, you know, if, if he can do it, mm-hmm. you know, others can many can do it and i can do it right or or type of thing or if he can if he can if he can others can i can right. kind of a th- kind of a thing which you're saying like hey I, i'm a drummer and i was able to kind of uh make this you know make e-commerce work yeah um and uh if i can make it work like you can make it work i think it's just i think i think it goes back to a lot to having that mindset that um you know makes you uh, mentally tough, right, and and deal with your own challenges and fight through them, um, and know that you'll figure it out. And taking action and having a plan, all that to really being the difference between you know success and success and failure. And and I, I think failure is just 
giving up, right? Like, you know, failure is only failure if you gave up and you just stopped, right? Like you went and curled up in a ball and, you know, just decided you were done as opposed to getting back up and, and, you know, getting back up and trying again. And I think as long as you continue to do that, uh, you should not consider yourself a failure because you will learn from your mistakes and, you know, uh, and eventually make it work. Um, so um, let's let's finish off with um, and thanks for for spending the time. Um, let's finish off. Tell us what you're what you're reading or your favorite book um, and um, yeah, any recommendations you have. Yep. Yeah. So definitely. Um, uh, I've actually been reading a lot. There's so many <laughs> that uh, like uh, it's one of the, th- the changes I made in the last year or so actually is mm-hmm. the idea of, of reading. Like um, I, we talk about mindset, we talk about like a lot of the different aspects that help you in terms of kind of make affirmations in your life. And before the, like the last year or so, I, I hated reading um, actually. Like mm-hmm. I, I would do everything I could not to read. And that's actually one of the things I would kind of recommend for people get like, get going with it. Like, like spent, like work on some of your business books, work on like self-help books, honestly. But mm-hmm. um, there's so many that like, I think it honestly comes down to what I've been reading lately. Um, Cause there's like, some amazing ones like um, on negotiation is never split the difference. We talked about that. Um, yep. And uh, ultimate sales machine is an amazing business book from Chet Holmes. Um, like lately um, I've been getting into um, like, like uh, Tom Bellew. Um, uh, yep. Like um, I, I didn't know him at all until I went to funnel hacking live and I identified oh. a lot with him since I'm, oh, wow. okay. I'm not a, a born entrepreneur. And um, he, uh, he talked about um, like these 27 books, that he recommends and I'm, I've been tackling that. So like, uh, oh, nice. um, uh, one book I definitely recommend from people is called mindset. Um, uh-huh. Carol Dweck, I think her name is. Um, yep. and, um, one of the things I love about it is, um, the idea of, a, it's a really simple comp- concept of growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And if I was to look back at like some of those times I've had basically a negative mindset, I, 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 I'll fully admit I had like that fixed mindset of like, like you, you think of I'm not smart or I have to be smart. And if I'm not, then I I'm like labeling myself as something. And like, she gives examples of like little kids where like you label somebody uh, after they've done a good job as, Oh, you're really smart. And then you label other people as, well, you must've worked really hard at that. And like, I, when, when she was saying from it is like, like, you don't think about it from that perspective, but by labeling yourself as smart or labeling, labeling somebody as smart versus just trying to learn and grow. Now this person in this example ends up um, uh, not challenging themselves. They, they, they lie about their progress just so Mm -hmm. they can um, come off as smart. And, and, and it's like, it's such a weird perspective. If you think about it from, from that way, it's like, 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 and just to make that shift of, of trying to have a growth mindset as you as you kind of progress through your your business and your life and the effects that it will have like on on your life moving forward um so so mindset is definitely one i would say if at least at this point that's one of the ones i read more recently that i think would help a lot of people um uh in terms of like like with their business and their life yeah absolutely and and tom bailu uh has got a show called impact theory he's the founder of quest nutrition which, you know, I think sold for like a billion dollars or something. And he, he sold the company and um, he was like an overweight guy who was, I think, like in, in compute working in computers. Mm-hmm. And I think one day just figured like kind of had enough and created his own, you know, in his kitchen, like his own nutrition bar. 
And that's how Quest Nutrition started, which is, you know, like similar to sort of like I'm fed up, I'm solving a problem, I'm going to create a product, um, which turned out to be massively successful. But I think it was really uh, changing his mindset that made him ultimately really, uh, really successful. Um, so thank you, Doug, for for coming on. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, where did they, they find you on Facebook or, or how do they get, um, get in touch with you? Do you, do you do any like coaching or anything like that? I, I think I saw some posts on Facebook where you, you are kind of like helping sellers. Is there anything you want to put out there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and thank you again for having me on. Um, so anyone that's listening, um, uh, that wants to learn like more about say chatbots or marketing, um, they can contact me like on my Facebook page, like it's Douglas Levin for a free cheat sheet, like, uh, Mm-hmm. five tips for taking full control over your e-commerce income and I'm, nice. I'm also working on a course that should hopefully be released soon and uh, you can follow um, my new channel uh, morning marketing machine on youtube and instagram and if i can help in any other way please uh, feel free reach out and i'll see how i can help awesome thank you so um doug if you could post a link we have our our facebook group called uh, e-commerce mindset uh if you can go in there and post uh you, you're happy to uh, have you post a link to the cheat sheet or, or anything that you have out there that could uh, help sellers. Um, appreciate you uh, coming on the show um, and we'll see you on the next episode of the e-commerce mindset podcast. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please post it on social media or share with a friend who you think might benefit. Thank you.